You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Welcome to the USCA official podcast, and we are back ladies and gentlemen, for another Team Talk show, because the road to Protoni is creeping ever shorter. It is nearly there, listeners. Um, We literally, we're recording this at the beginning of August, we're sort of 9th of August, and let's be honest, Protoni kicks off in something like five short weeks. I think five weeks tomorrow from recording this show, the first horse inspection will be all systems go. So it really is on the horizon. And I am delighted to say back for another team talk show is none other than the very lovely Bobby Costello. Nicole, nice to be back with you. It is so good to have you. And um, we're looking forward to hearing all things US eventing over the next few weeks as to what what's coming up. But I guess that we last spoke, I think it was post-Kentucky, pre-Lemoulin, so some point in May sometime. So I guess just catches up on everything that has unfolded over the last uh, couple of months. Yeah, it's been it's been a busy, busy few months as I knew it would be. Um, we had, you know, we finished up the last uh, few um, selection trials, uh, that being um, Bromont uh, in the middle of June, and then uh, the very next week, um, off to Lemulin in Germany, where we had a couple of very, very good uh, finishes uh, by um, Liz Halliday Sharp and Lauren Nicholson. So that was a really great weekend. And then came home, actually got COVID in, in between Lemulin and Aachen. Uh, still was able to test negative and get back over for Aachen. And um, Will Coleman performed beautifully there again, as he did last year. And he had two horses in the top 10. The, uh, the the team, unfortunately, we we were we were uh, ready for great things to happen. Like there was wasn't a country who who was unscathed from that day, and we just you know made one mistake too many and um, le- left us just off the podium, unfortunately. But um, overall, a good experience. But you know, if we want to win medals, can't make mistakes. So um, hopefully, we'll we'll be taking that away, and everybody will be even hungrier at Pretoni. Absolutely. Um, and actually, you, you make a really good point. There were a couple of really good results in the Moulin. And then Arkin was a really, really good strength of fields. And there were some very good US performances, I guess, two from Will Coleman. I think, did he have two inside the top 10? He did, I believe. Uh, it seems like ages ago now. But um, yes, off the record, I believe was uh, in the top I want to say five. Six and and I ten. Think- and Six I think, and yeah, Gin Tonic was 10th, exactly. So, pretty close. Um, yeah, get, get really, and it was super competitive and, um, you know, classy performance there. And um, so he should have been very proud of his horses that weekend. What was the feeling like at Arkin? Because it always strikes me as one of those events that when you kind of go to the team competition, the SAP Cup there, outside of, you know, the championships, this is the one that the team kind of really, really want to win. And um, the US are always brilliant at bringing a team over, but there is that kind of, you know, 
pretty full strength German squad out there. The Brits send a really good team. The French do as well. Like it is really competitive. And I guess it must really kind of whet the appetite as to what is to come at those big championships. Yeah, I mean, it's a super fun competition because it it goes so fast. It's only held over two days. um, And it seems like it's over, you know, almost before it begins. And so um, you have to be ready and organized and, you know, have a real plan for the couple of days. I think our team working that way worked exquisitely well together. Um, And yeah, it's, 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 it's unlike, you know, everybody used to say, oh, have you ever been to Aachen? And you know, I had never been and like, oh, you'll never believe. I mean, there's nothing like it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to a lot of big shows, whatever. <laughs> and, then, and then I got to go, I think it was 2019, the last year before COVID. And it is like you have to go to be able to appreciate the, the just the quality of the competition and the quality of the way that competition is run. And, you know, you have the best of the show jumpers, uh, best of the dressage riders, best of the drivers. Um, it's just an amazing few days and it's like that the, nothing stops it just the minute the show starts and it's just full on for the week and it's um it was a, a really cool few days and um we were you know you always feel quite fortunate i think to go to competitions like that and uh yeah it's it's unlike any other competitions as far as like the quality of the field and just the, the way the show is run like clockwork is just amazing it definitely kind of gives you those hairs standing up on the back of your neck. And um, particularly, I guess, coming back after having had such a successful uh, trip to Arkin last year for the US team, it just, mm-hmm. th- there was a, a lot of excitement around it. And what about in terms of, um, obviously, team selection? Because the team has been announced. Uh, I feel yeah. like I need a little drum roll. And, uh, you know, we were all busy refreshing our internet browsers, the emails were being refreshed, all sorts of listeners, I'm sure you guys were the same. Um, but it is definitely there feels like there is a real buzz around the US team this year. And lots to look forward to over the next couple of months. So I guess, first of all, um, what was the process to get to, to the team selection? Because obviously, we'd had all of the selection trials but am I right in thinking there were uh quite um stringent vet evaluations the weekend before announcement as well exactly yes um uh what has become customary for for quite a few years now or cycles is um there's a group of horses that are invited to you know the majority of them being in the mid-atlantic states we do the majority of the vet evaluations at um virginia equine imaging and in the plains Virginia, where Dr. Susan Johns gives the horses very close look. We had one horse on the West Coast to to look at. So Susan um, flew out to the West Coast and then two in Florida, three in Florida, actually. Um, And so she popped down there. But the majority of the horses were looked at in Virginia. Uh, Very, very thorough examination. Um, I think I think we looked at 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 a total about 17, 18 horses. that uh, list is never really published. It's just uh, to let the riders know that they're, you know, going on to the next step in the process. And then, yeah, the the selectors met the day after all of the evaluations were finished and they made their decisions. And then, you know, it goes to a myriad of different committees and and boards to just approve it, um, the process. And then, yeah, and that's when everybody was refreshing their browsers. And then uh, the team was finally announced, I think, last Tuesday. 
And the team is here. Okay, so listeners, I will just run through the team for you. Uh, So Will Coleman with Off The Record, who is owned by the Off The Record Syndicate. And actually, Will has a direct reserve in Don Dante as well, who was top 10 for him at Kentucky earlier on this year. Um, Ariel Grohls, who has just been extremely consistent at five-star level, Liam Master Plan burst onto the scene with a top 10 finish at Burley back in 2019, that really tough Burley. And she has just shown up at five star again and again. And he has been absolutely brilliant on every performance there. Uh, Boyd Martin and Setzeleg, who have been, I guess, linchpins of the US team over the last few years, the individual Pan American Games gold medalists from uh, Lima, Peru in 2019. Um, but also a combination actually who were on the US team in try on four years ago um lauren nicholson and vermiculus who had that brilliant top five finish at Lemoulin this year and then tammy smith and my who were best of the u.s combinations with a top 10 at badminton this spring so they are the five philip dutton the traveling reserve with z and i think we'll come on to philip in just a second but in terms of the the team that you've got i personally when i looked at it Bobby, I was really excited because it felt like when I started digging into to the form of these horses and riders, it felt like a really gritty, experienced, well-traveled, determined warrior team. Like they have been there, they have turned up at the big shows and they've taken risks. And that for me is what got them on the team. Is that fair to say? I, I would say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a very experienced group of horses and and riders. And, you know, I don't know if the selectors were specifically looking for five star form, but 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 if you know, the five star horses obviously have a have a history to, to look at and um you know and, and can show that kind of consistency um that we need, you know, to for, for us to even hope to be successful um at this championship. So yeah, uh, it was a it's a heavy hitting group that we're super confident about. Um, I will say I was so happy not to be a selector this year because the, <laughs> the selection it was it, it was not easy. I mean, it was a beast of a selection because if you look at um, you know the horses that were left off, it's it, it just shows that you know when 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 Z is a reserve, you can you you pretty much know that um, it's a very a uh, very, very competitive group of horses and riders that the selectors were choosing from this year. And I know that they, the, you know, there was much, much conversation, um, you know, leading up to the, the picking of what I think is a really strong, exciting team. Yeah, it's strength and depth, isn't it, at the end of the day? And strength and depth is what drives competitors to be even stronger because it just makes everybody focus on those tiny marginal gains and, actually everybody is a real competitor and they they fight for their place on the team and I think it, it's really exciting for those that have made it on that actually they, they've beaten some really good opposition for those places um, and very exciting for US eventing obviously we've got a Pan American Games next year but we've got the the Olympics in in just two years time um, yeah. which feels like it's going to come up so quick because obviously a three-year Olympic cycle this time that actually very promising for the future. I just have to mention Philip Dutton because any team, as you said, that, that can leave Philip Dutton and Z on the bench um, and have them as travelling reserves and not in the kind of final five, so to speak, has got to be strong. And Philip Dutton has just turned up time and time again. He has been, there has not been a major championship, listeners, 
since, so that's Worlds and Olympics, since 1992 that has not featured Philip Dutton. Um, just seven consecutive Olympics, seven consecutive world championships. And that is just the most incredible record. And so I'm sure that the, well, bitterly, bitterly disappointing, um, the strength that he will bring to the squad as traveling reserve and the knowledge and experience will be very, very invaluable as well. Um, but just that's an incredible number, Bobby's 14 straight major championships. It, it is. It, and, and, you know, um, I got to give it to Philip. He has been nothing but pure class. You know, when I've spoken to him with him, um, you know, I, he was the first person I called to let know who was, who was on the team. And he was so gracious at that moment. And um, he realizes that, you know, all, of all those championships, there has always been that person in that role. And, um, and, you know, he, he is that person this time around. And I think he, he, he appreciates the importance of that role. You're, you're a hair's breadth of away from um, competing yourself. Um, more times than not, um, th- that person gets moved up just because of time and attrition. Um, and, and I'm sure he's hoping for everybody else that that does not happen, but he will be keeping that horse fit and ready to go and just as, as prepared as any of the horses that are uh, on the squad of five. So um, he'll, he'll take that job deadly seriously and um and he'll be there supporting everybody else he's been he's been awesome to uh you know throughout this whole uh this whole process so um yeah he is amazing and he he is a true competitor and um it's tough isn't it you know the sport is tough but ultimately like you say there there is always that one person and actually you know, having his experience on the sidelines is also very, very valuable. Um, but look, watch this space over the next couple of months. We want everybody to get there fit and in one piece. Um, what is the plan over the next couple of months, Bobby? Because obviously, I keep saying couple of months. It's not a couple of months, listeners. It's, it's like not. five weeks. No it's five way. weeks. I'm, I'm lulling yeah. myself into a false sense of security here. Um, but five weeks, I guess, until trot up as we're recording this it'll be even less by the time it's released so what is the plan over august um before horses fly right so everyone is back at their um you know their training bases or wherever that may be everybody is you know they're going to dressage shows uh, doing some show jumping um a couple of the horses have done a, a, a horse trial and intermediate horse trial but the team will come together um a few days before great meadow um we'll have a a, a two-day team training um, directly before Great Meadow, and then uh, that competition happens at the end of this month, the 25th, I believe, through the 28th of August, and um, get through that. Um, probably shortly after there, after that, I imagine the team of four and the and the individual will probably be announced somewhere in there, and then um, everyone gets to go home for a few days, and then we gather in um, Gladstone, New Jersey. Uh, the weekend of uh, September 3rd, we have a final gallop in that area. And then um, horses uh, ship to uh, to Belgium on Sunday the 4th. They arrive on the 5th. And then we have a about a five, six-day uh, training camp in Vittel, France, which is about a five-hour um, ship down from um, Liège, where the horses land um, in, in, in Belgium. And then... Um, We'll be there for about five or six days and then and then make the final trek down to uh, Petoni um, probably on Sunday, the 18th. 
18th, uh, sorry, no, not the 18th, Sunday the 11th. Um, and that's about a day and a half trip. Um, it's a heck of a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough trip, but I think it will be broken up nicely by the, the team training that we're going to have. And then, um, yeah, and then the horses be nice and fresh and they'll be put on the lorry and shift down to um, the big competition. The Protoni, and then it's the big one. Um, what is the feeling like in terms of this year? Because there has obviously been a, a wait for a US medal. A US team medal, I think, was last in 2004. Um, in terms of the actual big picture, though, Four years ago in Tryon, the the big thing that slipped through the grasp of the US team and and put a lot of pressure on for the following year was Olympic qualification. How much is it at the forefront of, I guess, the US team's mind at this stage that actually box number one is Olympic qualification, box number two is a medal? Yeah, I mean that that is definitely true. Like yeah, it is, it has to be priority number one uh, Olympic qualification. We would love not to have to to, um, you know, go, go to the Pan Ams with the pressure of winning there. It would be lovely to send a little bit more of a developing team to that competition. We haven't been able to do that um, uh, the last couple of cycles because we've re- relied on the Pan Ams for qualification. So, so uh, you know, everybody, as always, is, is committed to first ticking that box. But, but um, you know, we're not going to be playing it safe either. We are going to Protoni with with absolutely the purpose of qualification for the Olympics, but but a team medal as well. There's there's no reason not to. There's no excuse. We have the riders, we have the horses. You know that they're all competitive in their own right, and you know, and the riders know that they just have to be able to put it together on that weekend. And if they do, um, you know, it will not be a big surprise. You know, when we come home with the medal. But, you know, it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of grit, a lot of determination. And, um, you know, I've, I've been pretty vocal in saying that, you know, we are we, we have every expectation to, to be coming home with a medal. And if not, you know, there'll be there'll be a lot of disappointment. And um, but but super optimistic and the riders are, are feeling very positive about about the next few weeks in the, the competition in, in Italy in the middle of September. Yes, Bobby. When you were saying that, I was like, yes, come on. We want a medal for US eventing. I mean, listeners, I've yeah. basically adopted myself as one of you guys at the moment. Um, Excellent. I, I cross myself. I'm sort of Team GB, and then I get really on the Team US bandwagon. Um, if we could have the top two spots on the podium, I'd be a very happy girl. Um, <laughs> but it is, it, it is exciting, isn't it? And I think that is absolutely the right mentality and the right attitude to be going with. And I'm sure something that you know, everybody listening to this will be really behind as well because it's brave and it's it's bold, but actually the belief is there and it feels like something has been kind of growing from a US performance over the last kind of year, 18 months. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing just what happens in Protoni in the middle of September. And um, Bobby, just quickly, a word from you before you go, because obviously it's been a bit of a whirlwind few months. It's never easy to take on a job that, you know, is a short term and you've got a very much a, a set plan that actually your role has been to get to Protoni, get the team to Protoni and get them, you know, safely qualified, ideally with a medal. So how's it been for you over the last few months? Um, what has been the highlight for you so far? Right. I, I it's been a, it's been a great few months. Honestly, I had no idea what to expect to be totally honest when we last talked you know i had just started and um 
yeah, I had really no no idea what what I was actually going to be having to do. <laughs> Honestly, I was faking it really well at the beginning, but uh, <laughs> but we've had but we have such an incredible team. Max Corcoran has come on as a team facilitator. It's a very long title, but basically team facilitator. She has been phenomenal. I can't imagine having done the last few months uh, without her. The group back uh, in the office and who also are a lot of competitions. Um, Chris, Gemma, Amber, Allison, they're just amazing. So it makes my job incredibly doable and uh, incredibly fun. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been great. And I, um, it, it, it's, I had no idea what to expect, but honestly, um, I've enjoyed myself, you know, even more than I ever thought that I could. So, but, you know, uh, we're getting into crunch time now. So um, I'm okay if it's not going to be quite as fun, if it's going to be hard work, long days, long hours, intense, you know, um, you know, an intense month, I think is, is, is in store for us. And I'm going to just, you know, just grab it and, and um, go full bore for the next four or five weeks. I was going to say, I hope the most fun is still to come, Bobby, because fingers crossed it is. Um, and look, I I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed uh, getting a little insight. And I know our listeners have as well. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. And we hope that we will be sharing our next conversation um, around celebrating what is going to be a really successful World Championships for US eventing. Most certainly, yeah. Uh, look, Bobby, thank you so much. Uh, listeners, we hope that you have enjoyed this uh, just as much as we have and as I have. And I think I speak for all of us when we say, you know, we're really, really wishing the, the Land Rover US eventing team all the very, very best of luck as we head to those world championships in Protoni in just a few short weeks. Not a few short months, a few short weeks. It's on its way, listeners. And look, we cannot wait. Thanks for listening today. And we'll be back very soon with more on the USCA official podcast. Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.